Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. So hello everyone, I have the pleasure of welcoming today Andrea Gallic to my podcast and uh, we will be talking about her business and a powerful story that she's experienced within her business. So first of all, Andrea, um, what is your business about? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so my business is like I'm a guide, I guess, an emotional guide for people to help women in particular feel comfortable in their own skin. So I focus a lot on inner child work, but really truly just helping people be able to be comfortable with who they are and the life that they want to live so that they can make courageous choices and changes to live in alignment with that. Yeah. So some people will classify that as a coach. Some might say it's a mentor. I don't I don't tend to focus on the word. I tend to focus on the journey, but it's really just taking a journey beside people so that they can live out their best life in, you know, in congruency with their heart. So That's massive actually, isn't it? Really massive. You couldn't really put it into words. <laughs> Not really. I, don't, I, know, I know it's probably a safer uh, game to play for humans to know the word so that they can relate but a lot of the journey for people is kind of just safety and security and love and trust and, and that's what seen. I yeah well. yeah so and but you, and use, you use the modality though don't you I do, I do have a couple so I'm very uh, heavily I love essential oils for emotional balancing so I do intuitive funny enough I do intuitive oil readings where I just select oils and then they have an emotion, emotional connection so it can give people like an, a reading about maybe they can relate to what the oil the message the oil is giving them and EFT so I use a bit of EFT so some tapping with going back into the inner child so the timeline and going and clearing some of that energy around different um, like woundings I guess or different different aspects that sort of take us away from our true self because that's really it's really what our past does those stories and and those experiences that can create suffering it kind of is just taking us away from the truth of who we are and it's taking us on a path of somebody else's beliefs or somebody else's thoughts or actions. And I just want people to come back and know who they are before any of that. like at, Before the conditioning, know, actually, before yeah, the, whatever absolutely. label has been put on us. Yeah. And, and Before they were know, taken down a different path, right? Yeah. Like a path that's not of their own. Yeah, because we know that before seven years old, we just take everything in that people say to us with no filter, no understanding, and it just goes deep. It goes very deep. 
and even you know obviously with the work that you do that I know that you know this like it even can be in utero or it can have been a past life and and so it's just not that I do that work I don't do that work I'm not trained or, or have any experience with that work but that's how deep this not true self or not you know our stuff goes is that we can really be carrying some other stuff and all I want is for people to recognize that it's not their stuff and that it's okay to just to leave that and kind of I had a beautiful lady explain it the other day about healing and I really loved it it was we don't have to take it healing is not about taking something out it's about pouring something in and that's love Mm. it's like there's nothing there to take out of us Mm. there's nothing there to forget or anything it's just we need to add and what we need to add is is love so that we can feel safe with who we are regardless of kind of what the journey has been or the or the memories that we have or the conditioning that we've had Mm. yeah wow that's powerful how long have you been doing what you're doing were you doing something different before I'm just curious (laughs) Uh, it's been a bit of a journey I've only been what I would say in business or on this this path uh, for about 18 months or just over 12 months really Uh, I was a teacher before this and I was a hairdresser before that so this holding space with people taking a journey helping them be comfortable in their own skin is uh, just yeah 18 months and so I guess when I first came into it, it was very much sort of along the guidelines of a coach. I'd done my coaching accreditation. There's specific ways of how you do that, the questions you ask and the methodology behind certain techniques and stuff. And as it's evolved and as I've evolved, it's a whole lot more just following my gut instinct and hearing underneath what I heard, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the energy of what we say that speaks more than the actual yeah. words. Um, yeah. So I, I admire the fact that you were able to go beyond your training uh, to find that. That's really. But I'm curious about the hairdresser. I hope you don't mind asking questions because I feel <laughs> that hairdressers are often the recipients of so many stories and they have actually a role as hold- space holders for people to come and unpack their issues and everything. So I'm pretty sure you were doing a lot of that work in a different, you know, setting already. Yeah. Say to that. Absolutely. Well, they say that they, they say that they think that they should add psychology into the, the training course because, you know, the hairdresser is usually the first person to find out anything, you know, they, yeah. they find out all that because there's that, there's the, I don't know how to say the word probably, is it? anonymous you know that you're anonymous really like even though you know the you're still so far removed that it's safe and that's all anyone as far as I'm concerned that's my perspective only but that's all anyone is actually ever searching for is the safe space and the safe person Mm. so that yeah because my my belief is that people don't need help they need love and safety Absolutely. because we can work our own stuff out when we feel safe and loved and heard and seen. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I guess I was doing that. And I think you were, you were preparing. Yeah. And the thing with, that I reflect on 
Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I think you were preparing for what you're doing today for sure. I think the thing that I've reflected on and what I recognised when I was a hairdresser, because obviously I went straight into that from school, so I was 18, was the ease that I had to relate to all ages. Mm. That was kind of a really, that really stood out, that I could, it was easy for me to talk and communicate and all of that with children right through to the 90-year-old ladies that come and got their hair set. And to me that was like, okay, I'm comfortable with a whole range of people. This is really interesting. But I think that was because I was so comfortable with, I've always been really comfortable with speaking about emotions and deep emotions. It doesn't intimidate me. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. And that became to be apparent that that's not how everybody feels. Being vulnerable is actually really, really difficult for people. Mm. And I knew that that was a key to who I was and what I needed to be to do with that, what how that gift would play out in down the down the track, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I really do. I also believe that um, all hairdressers should be trained in Reiki, but that's another story. <laughs> So that yeah. they understand because they yeah. absorb so many energies of their clients and everything because you're just above the person when they talk about and release all those stories and those emotions. And that can be a bit like a little spawning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So um, I was going to ask you what led you into it. So what was, yeah, what was the turning point where you decided I want to do something different and, and how did you choose that different path? Even though we've seen the, the threat. Okay. But it's kind of from going to being a hairdresser to being a coach and, and doing what you do. Okay, yeah. So I went from hairdresser to primary school teacher and the, the changing, turning of, the, uh, you know, of that career was because I became widowed at 27 with two little boys. So it was really about what, and, and I'd always wanted to do teaching. I deferred to do hairdressing, so it was always there. So I did that primarily for sort of security and, and that I didn't have to put my children in daycare and holidays like that. That was primarily what occupation is going to actually allow me to nurture my children and be at home the best way possible. And then from that, it really was my first, my first son was diagnosed with cancer at two days old and we went through his treatment and then I became widowed three years later. And so the things that I had been through and, I, and, it's, and it's very common that it seems to be a lot of people that experience trauma and manage to actually be able to find their path through that then feel compelled nearly or I do felt compelled to use those lessons and to use the fact that I have a really beautiful life and mm. I have remarried I've had another child my life is really really beautiful and I am really really blessed and I really want people to know that that is available to them that the healing and and seeing our way through really difficult stuff that on the other side of that are so many blessings and that's what I just I just know that this is my path this is my path to open people's hearts up to that to remember who they are 
and what is available to them. Mm, you're making me cheerful. This is so powerful. You're really making me cheerful. And so many people need the kind of work that you're doing right now because um, 2020 has been very traumatic for a lot of people. But sometimes it's like almost the knock on the door of awakening, isn't it? Yeah, and I was going to say it's unfortunate that some of the hardest things lead to the biggest blessings, but I guess it's not really. That's just a perspective. While it is really difficult to go through those things, I would not be who I am today and I would not be creating the impact I am if I didn't experience some of the hardest things I've ever experienced. And so for me at this stage in my journey, and it is up to the individual, but it's been 14 years since I became widowed at this stage, all I see is the blessings. All I see is the way in which I can use those things to create a better world. And that's what's important to me. It, it, initially, it was a better world for my children, as in not better as in what they would have had if their dad was alive. But I mean, from the trauma, from the pain, from the suffering, it was so important to me to create a better world than that, a better world than a mum who I ended up with mental health. Like I, it, it wasn't a, a walk in the park to get through those things. But that is that was the catalyst for me wanting to be better, wanting to heal myself and, and learn my lessons from my pain. And then when I felt like I'd kind of done okay with that, I was like, well, who else? Who else is sitting there wondering if this is as good as it gets or wondering how they feel better in their own skin? And so mm. that was the, that's been the path then. And that's why I guess for me, Ange, following a script as a coach wasn't enough because it's kind of like that covers the most important thing and that's someone's heart. Like I needed to get beneath that. I needed to feel deeper than what do you want to, want to achieve with your life? I wanted to get into who do you want to be in your life? And they're very different things. What Absolutely. we do and, and, what we, and who we are are very, very different things. So, yeah. yeah, that is profound. I also think that's one of the lessons of COVID is to learn to be um, because we've been taken home with the distractions have been taken away from us. Of course, we can still switch the TV on and watch it all day, but that's a, that was a, a big opportunity. And, and, uh, I, and I think on reflection, like for me personally, it highlighted how uncomfortable so many of us are within our own skin because when we take the distractions away and when we take the busyness and when we take the all the action away all we're left with is just being mm. and, and it's not as natural as doing for a lot of people it's not natural oh they i hold up my hand and, i really do yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking yeah. from a pedestal here. I, uh, I really yeah. get it. And we're all like, I mean, 2020 was the greatest gift for me because it, it did exactly the same thing. 
it allowed me the space and the grace to to really be able to sit back and and breathe into how do I want to do this how do I want to show up for people and it's that's the thing we do get that opportunity to be able to reflect on that but we have to be willing to accept the discomfort in at the same time you know and it can be really hard to be in the discomfort and stress and be trying to look for the gifts it's kind of like you gotta you know allow the integration of the discomfort and the stress and the wondering and the confusion of well, what now and who am I and where to but that's that's the beauty of time is that if you if you choose to you can then reflect and go well how was that a gift and what were the gifts in that experience? And at and this point, I'd like to chip in here at this point and, and reflect back to you um, how powerful your journey has been thanks to your own choice um, because not everyone who goes through trauma and challenges and, and extreme difficulties like you have um, find the gold in it. And, and use it as a transformation. Some people just um, remain, and it's no judgment because maybe they haven't had a guide to show them, or maybe they, they've never met anyone who's done that. So that's where the example of you can come in. But some of them, some people, and I can think of my grandmother, for example, who just became bitter from the experience she lost complete and we're not here to talk about god but she she just thought god had abandoned her and that was it she stopped going to church whether it's a good thing or not we're not going to go into it but yeah. i can see that she didn't have the tools and it's a generation thing as well probably because yeah um in her you know in her days it was like you survived the war you're happy just get on with it and uh yeah. And that's, uh, to be honest, I, that, that is what I see with a number of my clients because I do inner child work. That's, this is the thing, that this is the residual, like, hangover from the suppression of emotion is that that just gets passed down. And for me, it's super important to be that chain breaker. It's super important to shine a light of choice because that's all it is. I think that's it's the gift of our point. generation is we've we've had mm. these opportunities more. I mean, my yeah. my parents, my dad went into therapy, so he was very brave for his generation. Yeah, I admire him for that. Um, but that's kind of probably, and, and especially in France, it was like probably unheard of. But, um, but yeah, not many people of his generation had the opportunity and it was a lot of shame around it as well you know if if you had any if you break broke down that because you weren't strong enough and you were judged for having mental health issues for sure so i'm glad that the world is changing in that respect as well yeah definitely and and this is the i guess this is where there's a choice to be able to look at that like i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful to be a part of a generation where we are doing a lot of work in normalising or at least accepting mental health as, as a serious illness and mm. having access to support systems and, and things like that. Like how lucky, how fortunate are we? Mm. Because I just, for who I am, and it would be pretty obvious if when people tune into this podcast, like I'm an expressor. 
I need to be able to express what is going on for me or I would self-combust. And so I just think, wow, what about all of those like people from the war or women back in the, back in the day with how they lived and how did they manage? And I know that they didn't know any different, but Mm. I mean, this is what drives me is like, I want people to have a voice. I want them to be okay with expressing what is going on for them so they can make sense of it and realize that there's nothing wrong with them. So much more self-expression in our um, in our world right now, and mm. I'm so glad we both can acknowledge that and say how wonderful it is. Like even this podcast, you know, we yeah. can say whatever we want. You know, before people just sat in front of their TV, there was no way they could think that they could ever express, even write a book. So it was something that was reserved for scholars, and and now everybody can write a book if they want to. And I think that's wonderful even that they could write their own story. We just discussed before we started this podcast how healing it is to be able to write your story. For some people, not for everyone. Yeah. It's there. whatever modality yeah. it takes. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. You know, there's there's people that can express it. There's so many different art techniques that people use to express art therapy. Like you can write, you can speak, you can like dance. Any type of exactly like anything. And really that is just about what brings us joy, isn't it? Mm. And and just the simple understanding and awareness that joy is the healer. Mm. Like what brings you joy? Like it's part of that being able to manage the discomfort is the amount of joy that you can that you can pour in, the amount of love that you can pour in. It's like it's what helps to dilute. And it's not that we need to um divert around it it's just that we need to be able to like dilute it out so that the pain's not the most highest most focal point it's like it is there and it is a part of who i am and i will witness and allow what i need to feel from that experience but I am going to add in so much love and so much joy and so much happiness and so much choice so that I have something else to also focus on and feel. Yeah. Because there is a lot of, you know, there are a lot of ways, like we talked about in terms of the distraction, there are a lot of ways that we can go about not feeling. Mm. Oh, I know. You know, and it's like, <laughs> I know. I was yeah, frozen okay for years. Yeah, it's okay. It's safe to feel. But you have to be in the right environment. You have to be with the right the right guide or the right people, the right support, because there is nothing worse than going to open up and there's nothing there to support you. Mm. That's I know that, that too, yeah. Not very that, is, that is soul destroying, yeah. Yeah. So wow. Um now what I, I want to move on now to <laughs> the meat of this well I, I know yeah. this this is I'm saying something awful because in a way I've loved every word that you've said and it's a, such a beautiful introduction in a way or it leads to something really interesting um, and what I ask all my guests is to share whatever they want to share about a powerful experience with intuition within their business just to to give people um, an idea what it's like when you manage to Either when you get the intuition, whether you follow it or not, but the lessons that come from it. 
So what story do you want to share with us today? Well, uh, this is like perfect timing because the last uh, six weeks of my life has been the most wildest ride in the whole world. And it's because I followed my intuition. And uh, it actually is, you were a part of this, Ange. You're not, you're not oh. aware of this yet, but you're a part of this. So there's a particular lady that was, she was floating around in other circles that I'm, I've been a part of, like collaboration and things like that. And I connected with a few, but uh, I hadn't connected with her. And she commented, I think you might have commented on my post. I don't know how it was, but she commented on something of yours. And when I saw her name and I knew that she was out there and she was, she was connected to a lot of people I knew, I was like, oh, I, I think I should reach out to her. Maybe I could help her. And something said, no, that's not it. You're not meant to reach out about that. And so I didn't do that. And then she continued to float and she commented on something else, somewhere else. And I had that feeling again, you need to reach out to her. And I'm like, mm. and I've told her she knows this. So, but, so then I went on to her Facebook profile to try to work out what is this? What am I feeling here? And her husband passed away in the same year that my husband did. Wow. And I was like, I need to reach out to her. I am being told to do this and I can't deny it. And so I messaged and I said, you know, you know a few people that I know. I'd really love to connect. Yep. She was like, yes, let's do that. Our first call, and it was just, there was no agenda. The first time that I would have messaged, there was an agenda. I thought I could help her. Mm. The second time was purely, I have to follow my instinct because it's really strong right now. And so we connected on Zoom and just it's, I don't know what it is, but it just is. And she was talking about how she is doing a podcast and like I have myself a living with Andrea and we're just talking about how we get our story and our message out into the world and what that looks like. And I just had this feeling of asking her whether she'd like to actually do a Facebook Live together, that the dialogue between her and I just was so effortless that maybe the community, our communities out there might get something out of our conversation. That was, I think, five weeks ago. And from that, everything has just rolled like an absolute juggernaut, it feels like. Everything has been easy and seamless. So we have now moved over to StreamYard so it goes through StreamYard, all of the templates, the logo, all of those things that I had no clue how to do. How I have poured money into money into money to get people to help me do this. And it just was always awkward. And it was just, I followed so many things that didn't feel right just because I didn't know how to do it. And I literally sat at the computer and it's like I would blink and the next thing would be ready. The next email, the, the welcome sequence was there, the logo was there, the stream yard was there. It's now on YouTube. We've connected it over to YouTube. She does podcasts, so it's now getting set up to go to a podcast. And it's called Let Her Be Heard and everything. So we 
we talk through the week and we think of we, we feel the topic so we always follow by intuition what we feel we should share about and we just jump on and we share and it's now just transitioned because it feels like this is what we're being guided to do to ask our community so we have a, a questionnaire so we have a, a place that they can go and anonymously pose what their difficulty is what they're having trouble with and what they would like guidance or support or just our perspective around and now each week we will address something from our community in dialogue for half an hour on let her be heard everything just went and it's because at, at the same time so this was the thing that I wanted to check with you that you were okay with me sharing at the same time as I was meeting her I had also met with somebody else that wanted me to work with them and it didn't feel right and I did say no a few times and because I was so unsure and I didn't know how to do all this I ended up saying yes mm. and within the first call I knew that this was not the right fit for me and it did not end well like I said this I, I have I've betrayed my knowing I knew that I wasn't the right fit. her work is amazing it's not that it's not that it's about that the work's not her work's amazing it's not for me mm. but in the process of being able to be honest about that that was not well received in my opinion and it was not a very nice experience at all but the but the lesson is I knew my gut said don't do this this is not the way you want to build your business, that they're not the things or that I wasn't even after strategy. I was after help me with my email sequence, help me with my behind the scenes stuff. And the craziest thing is I actually did know how to do all of that. It was just that it wasn't the right time or the right space or the right, like following a very strong gut instinct meant that everything has just been at the tip of my fingers. Mm. When we can really tune in and listen and we can be, we can follow whatever it is we get, I get the gut instinct. It's a, it's a very um, physical feeling. It, it's not really that hard to work out. It's when we're pushing against the knowing that's my opinion. When I pushed against the knowing and tried to make it fit and told myself that it was just me, that I was just stupid, I didn't know how to learn things and kept pushing, you know, kept stepping towards things that I knew. And that last experience I feel like was the universe saying, how many times do you want to do this? I'm going to make it big enough and uncomfortable enough that you start to slow down and just listen and trust in the path I have for you. Mm. And that's exactly what this last six weeks feels like, Ange. Wow. It's been... Can I ask <laughs> you a question about that? Sure. What made you override that intuition, that gut feeling? Why did you do it? Because at that stage, I didn't know how to get myself out there in the way that felt right. Because there's a lot of ways that we can be told how to do business. 
And a lot of those don't resonate with who I am. I and so, I, so doubt. Doubt and in yourself? Doubting myself. That, that there was something wrong with you because you couldn't find a way to do it? Yeah. And that, so the biggest thing for me is that I spent a lot of time thinking that the answer was out there. It was out there with a person, a coach, a program, a step-by-step guide, whatever. The answer's never been out there. It's always been within me. Mm. And this was this one last thing. I, I think I overrode it because I needed to, Ange, because I needed to see what, it looks like from the other side in terms of what it looks like when someone can't hear no, what it looks like when we don't trust in our own journey, what it looks like when you think there's only one way to do something. I needed to see what that sort of fixed mindset looked like and felt like. So I make sure that I open, like that I'm open to the way I really truly know how to guide people and that is we all have our own answers Mm. so it's just doubt it was doubt doubt that I could do things my own way because I've been around enough people that say our own way is not the way and so it was just that confirming confirming that if if it doesn't feel right it's not because I haven't, I'm not smart enough and it's not because I'm not skilled enough. It's actually because it's not the way for me and I'm okay with that. I've, I've heard that that's a limiting belief. I've heard that that's a block. Oh, you've just got to do a bit more growth around that. Actually, no, I'm really sorry. It's not for me. It's just not for me. I don't care. I don't care if there's a particular strategy or a particular way that people build their business and, and, and marketing. I don't mind how anybody chooses to do that end. And I don't mind if their way makes millions of dollars for them. If it doesn't feel good in my skin, it's not for me. That's my key indicator. And that's not a powerful. And I think so many people, because there's so many loud voices in the entrepreneur world and the, um, business coaches and everything. And there's, there's a lot of very, very loud voices. And it's so easy to get strayed from our own intuition by that. I, it happens to me all the time, mm-hmm. still now. And I've been doing intuition for 15 years. I still have that part in me where it's the fear of missing out or you mm-hmm. feel that because someone's doing something and they're successful and maybe you don't feel as successful as you'd like to be at this point, that takes you out down that FOMO thing. And once you're in fear, you can't be in the intuition. It's one or the other. They can't live in the same space. And that's exactly what I was talking about in my Facebook Live on my page yesterday. So it's like, I don't believe that we're having this conversation as well. It's that little fear, that little doubt that takes you out of yourself. And it's fine because you need both to be able, as you said, you need to experience both to know exactly what's happening. 
And I love that you share the story of intuition of both sides polarity, as you said, because we learn as much from the time when we don't follow our intuition than when we do. Yeah, and it's that, I guess it's, you know, it ties back into the same message of what I was saying before about, about trauma and things like that is that there is a gift in every experience, even if you can't feel it in the moment. Like when I was going through that experience of, of whatever happened, and I don't want to get into it because obviously, you know, I'm not here to, it's not about the other person. It was never about the other person and, and what their program was or what they were showing up and, and saying they would do and, and how I experienced it. It's nothing about them. It was not right for me. Mm. And I'm okay with that because the minute, and, and, and this was the growth point for me and the gift in this was to be able to see. Like last year or the year before, I, I paid, you know, I invested, a lot of people do, I paid good money and I felt like it was like I knew straight away then too, this is not this is not right for me. But because I was fresh and, and raw and green, I just figured that I was a bad businesswoman because I couldn't do the things that I was being told to do, as in I didn't want to do them and I just thought they were limiting beliefs and blocks. And she could tell that I was not comfortable with what was happening and offered me a refund halfway through. She said, look, if you're not happy, like, let's just call it quits, which was very honourable for her. I think that was, that, that's a sign of a really good coach is to be able to recognise that. But I had it in my head, the story I was telling myself was, I'm just a failure. If I quit mm. now, I'm just a failure. It's me. There's something wrong with me. And so I went through with it and still didn't feel very good at the end of it. Again, nothing to do with her. And this mm. is not they're crap at what they do. This is, I know who I am and what's right for me. Mm. This time, same thing. I really knew that this was not what I was meant to be entering into, but because there was constant, yes, 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 I can do this, we can do that, I did say yes. Um, and then when it became very obvious that what I believed was not right for me was not right for me, I did not continue. Mm. That's the growth point that okay you nipped it in the bud yeah nipped in the bud I'm done there was no there were just flat flat out straight out I was told there is no refund I don't do refunds so there were I I had to kiss that money goodbye and that's part of the lesson is that the money was still not important enough to me to keep pushing through on something that literally felt not right Mm. and then the very in that same moment I've got this other situation that feels so good I'm like and it's been a juggernaut it has been like everything has just been effortless and beautiful and enjoyable and there is no expectation on it from either of us it has just been the most amazing experience And it's been that confirmation of what I've always known but doubted. Mm. But when we are in the right place and we are tuned into the right, you know, we follow the right feeling and we trust it, it's, I can't, I don't even have words for it, Ange. Like I don't, like I'm going to get teary because it has just been that 
amazing to be a part of this with this woman and to know what we are here for and the ripple that we will create because of who we are and, and who we want other people to be for themselves. It's just, it's, it's like a massive gift, like the universe just went, you know what, you didn't listen, you didn't listen, then you did. Okay, excellent, you're tuned in, well done. I love it. You're already in the intuition revolution. <laughs> there we That's go. You're here. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. So, where can people find you, Andrea? So, right now, there's a couple of places because obviously, this "Let Her Be Heard" is a, is another arena that I play in. Uh, but mainly at the moment is Soulful Living with Andrea dot com dot au or on facebook and instagram so that's me personally and then we are now branching into a beautiful community so we do our let her be heard call every well it's friday the time zone it's seven o'clock in australia 7 a.m in australia it's 4 p.m in america where barb is from but that they're live they're on on my page you can check them out there so yeah lovely but, yeah and what would you say to someone who's afraid to use their intuition in business why <laughs> why are you afraid it because uh afraid to use it, it i think is, a, is is afraid to get something wrong that maybe it's not right maybe it's and some of the decisions that I've made that went against it led me to the very thing. So you can't really get it wrong. There is no wrong. Even if you felt like I did, even though I followed something I knew was not right for me, it still wasn't wrong because of what I learned from it, how much more I knew about myself, how much more I could tune into that feeling of why did you go against that feeling? You know what that feeling is. You can't get it wrong. Hmm. I suppose perhaps entrepreneurs or business owners might be concerned about other people looking at them, making those decisions and judging them. But if we're rock solid in who we are and we absolutely know who we are, nobody else's opinion is going to rock us. So that That's your message, question. isn't it? That's yeah. what you do. My question is, if you are worried about the outside world, what is it that you're not loving about you right now? Because when we, and, and not the surface level self-love, but that absolutely I love who I am and I love what I'm here for, then the, the voices of the outside world tend to just dull down a little. The only reason that we can sway in the breeze is because we're not grounded in who we are. Wow, that's such a beautiful way to end this podcast as well. What a message. Andrea, you're a star. <laughs> thank you for thank the you so, No, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Okay, I, um, I feel blessed, really blessed. I'm blessed to know you anyway. You know, we've worked together. I've been your client. Um, I would recommend you to anyone who oh. wants to be loved, seen, heard and held. Thank you so much that I really, I feel that I've got goosebumps everywhere and thank you for seeing me and. Right. 
I'm going to thank everyone for either watching this video on YouTube or listening to this episode on my podcast. And um, see you in the next interview then. Bye awesome. for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.